Chapter twenty four of Grace Harlowe's Plebe Year at High School. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christine Blashford. Grace Harlowe's Plebe Year at High School by Jessie Graham Flower. Chapter twenty four The Freshman Prize. Graduation night in Oakdale High School was one of the great social events of the year. The floor and galleries of Assembly Hall were invariably packed with an enthusiastic audience, for the two schools united at the ceremony of graduation, and the senior class formed a mixed company on the stage. Most of the pupils attended commencement, and the freshman class of the girls' high school was always there in full to witness the triumph of one of its members, who was called forth from the audience to receive the usual freshman prize of $25. The identity of the winner was always kept a secret until the great night, when she was summoned from the audience to the stage and presented with the money before the entire assembly. The readers can imagine, therefore, the uncertainty and trepidation that fluttered in the hearts of our four girls as they sat together in the centre of the great hall. Anne had passed through a dozen stages of emotions, both hopeful and otherwise, and had finally steeled herself to give up all thought of winning either of the prizes miriam confident and handsome sat near them she wore a beautiful white dress trimmed with lace and her thick black plaits were twisted around her head like a coronet she's all dressed up to step up on the stage and get her twenty-five whispered nora to jessica perhaps she already knows she's going to get it answered jessica doubtfully perhaps miss lease has told her if miss lease knew it she would certainly have told her answered grace leaning over so that anne could not hear her but i feel sure miss thompson has managed it somehow although i kept hoping all day she would send me a note or something it may be she hated to tell me the bad news hippy wingate and reddy brooks came down the aisle in immaculate attire david followed behind pale and silent did david suspect anything about his sister grace wondered certainly he had directly or indirectly been the means of balking every one of miriam's schemes for injuring anne perhaps miriam had told him she was to win the prize and he was thinking of anne's disappointment all three boys paused when they saw their friends of the christmas house party hippy leaned over to say hello girls can you guess what has brought us here to-night all dressed up in our best not unless it was to show off your clothes replied nora to see miss anne pearson win the freshman prize simply that and nothing more but i don't expect to win it hippy protested anne if you don't you aren't the girl we took you for then replied hippy i heard from a young person in your class that you hadn't made a mistake in six months but just as many people think miriam will win said anne look at all the people congratulating her already surely enough miriam's friends had rallied around her at the final test and numbers of girls and boys and grown people too were already prophesying victory just then the audience composed itself for the exercises were about to begin soft music was heard and the graduates filed out and took their seats immediately they were seated mrs gray in a beautiful lavender silk gown and a white lace bonnet trimmed with violets swept down the aisle bowing and smiling right and left girls cried grace delightedly looking over her shoulder guess who is with our precious little mrs gray tom gray cried the others in unison just as tom gray himself appeared opposite them and waved his hat regardless of the many eyes fastened upon him for mrs gray was an important personage not only at these annual assemblages but in oakdale itself of which she had always been a most generous and loyal citizen mrs gray nodded cordially when she saw the girls but shook her head over anne's pale drawn little face as the ceremonies proceeded after the opening prayer anne felt herself drifting further and further away she was a little boat on a troubled restless sea with the noise of the waves in her head and only occasionally did she hear someone's voice reading a graduating essay or making a speech she couldn't tell which she remembered there was a piano solo very loud and crashing it seemed to her and there was a tremendous humming sound the sea was growing very rough she thought a storm was brewing somewhere 
then the wind died down again there was a complete and utter silence and she seemed to be entirely alone i have great pleasure in announcing she dimly heard a voice say that the annual freshman prize so generously donated always by mrs gray is awarded this year to one of the most brilliant and remarkable pupils who has ever studied in oakdale high school my language in this instance may appear to be rather extravagant but the pupil who has been under the eye of the faculty for many months because of her most excellent standing has achieved a unique success in the history of the school i may say that she has turned in a set of examination papers absolutely perfect in every detail and it is with real delight i announce that she has won not only the usual smaller prize of twenty-five dollars but the premium always offered at the same time but never before won by any pupil of this school of one hundred dollars for a flawless examination i would therefore ask miss anne pearson to come to the platform that i may have the honour of delivering both prizes to her such a shout as arose after this remarkable speech had never before been heard at a high school graduation the freshman class was fairly mad with joy while hippy and reddy yelled themselves hoarse anne cried grace wake up anne are you asleep child go up to the platform miss thompson is waiting for you tears of joy and relief were rolling down grace's cheeks as she urged anne to rise from her seat anne stood up half dazed still wondering what it was all about and made her way through a sea of faces to the platform hurrah roared the pupils of the high school in one voice hi 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 oakdale oakdale high school this was an honour usually accorded only to football and baseball heroes when anne reached the platform she appeared so small and plain in her simple white muslin frock that people looked at her wonderingly it was not everyone in oakdale who was familiar with the little dark-haired girl my dear said miss thompson very handsome and imposing in a grey silk dress i am happy to be the one to hand you these two prizes you have worked hard and richly deserve them both i am sure everyone in this house to-night is glad that your winter's unceasing labours are crowned with success and i now recommend you to take a good rest for such prizes are only earned by earnest and hard application and hard work carries with it sometimes its own penalty she placed special emphasis on these last words you have indeed earned the right to a happy vacation two bouquets were handed over the footlights at this point one a beautiful bunch of pink roses and the other of lilies of the valley mrs gray had sent the roses grace felt sure it was her custom always to send such a bouquet to the one who carried off the prize but who had sent the lilies of the valley very likely david grace said to herself watching the boy's face as anne took the flowers from the usher had he known then that his sister had lost the prize or was his faith in anne so great but something had happened suddenly the waves which for the last half-hour had been roaring and tossing about anne seemed to submerge her completely she felt a horrid sensation of sickness for a moment and then down down she sank to the bottom of nothing carrying her flowers and prizes with her she's fainted cried someone the poor little tired girl has fainted a tall young graduate picked up the small limp figure and carried her off the stage as easily as if she had been a child the closing exercises were then resumed the benediction pronounced and the audience filed out somewhat silently grace and her friends hurried around behind the scenes where they found mrs gray in the act of placing a smelling salts bottle to anne's nostrils while tom gray and david nesbit were cooling her temples with lumps of ice she is conscious at last exclaimed the old lady as anne opened her eyes it was entirely too much excitement for this delicate worn-out child tom order the carriage i mean to take her straight to my own house and nurse her myself i am the only person in this town who has time to give her all the care and attention she needs i feel like such a lazy good-for-nothing old woman when i see all these bright young people winning prizes and doing so many clever things how you do go on mrs gray said david you know very well you are the brightest youngest and prettiest girl in oakdale 
Anne sat up at this moment and looked into the faces of her best friends leaning over her anxiously. "'I thought the boat capsized just as I was about to win the race,' she said faintly. "'The little boat did capsize, dear,' answered Mrs. Gray gently, "'but not until after you had won the race. And now, if you are well enough to let this strong nephew of mine carry you, we are going to take you right home. Are all my Christmas children here?' she continued, looking about her. Hippy and Reddy had joined the group just then. "'Yes, here you are. Tom and I can't take you all up in the carriage, but I want you to follow us, if your parents and guardians have no objections. I have arranged a little supper to celebrate Anne's victory. I am sorry she can't come to her own party, but she may hear all about it afterwards, and the rest of you shall make merry for her.' Not long after, six young people strolled up Chapel Hill in the moonlight, talking gaily of the happy days they had spent together with Mrs. Gray, for Richards, the burglar, seemed now a sort of joke to them, and even the terrible recollection of the wolves was softened by time, and they could only laugh at poor Hippy's plight when his breath gave out and his legs refused their office. "'Oh, well,' exclaimed Hippy, pretending to be much offended. "'It is a very good idea to remember only the funny things "'and forget the dangerous ones when all's said and done. "'But if I'd have had a stroke of apoplexy "'just as that young lady wolf began to lick my heels, "'you wouldn't have been so merry over the recollection.' "'Well,' retorted Nora, "'we would have been just about going into half-mourning by now, "'and that's always a cheerful thought.' "'Grace,' whispered Jessica, "'taking advantage of the talk of the others not to be overheard. "'Did you notice Miriam when Miss Thompson began her speech?' "'No,' answered Grace. "'I was too intent upon Anne to look at Miriam. "'Why?' "'Well,' continued Jessica, "'you remember that Miss Thompson mentioned no names "'until almost the very end of the speech.' "'Yes,' answered the other. "'I remember it particularly because I kept wishing "'she would hurry and get to the point.' "'Exactly,' went on Jessica, "'and Miriam thought she had won the prize. "'How do you know, Jessica? "'How could you tell?' "'Oh, in a hundred different ways. "'I could tell by the smile on her face "'that she took every compliment to herself. "'Lots of people were watching her, too, "'and I couldn't help feeling a little sorry for her "'because she is one of those people "'who just can't stand losing. "'When Miss Thompson reached the place "'where she was about to ask Anne to step up "'and get the prize, Miriam half rose in her seat. "'Mrs. Nesbit pulled her back in the nick of time. "'I honestly believe she would have reached the stage "'before Anne did if her mother hadn't stopped her.' Hippy told me they left before the benediction. I suppose Miriam was not equal to the mortification. "'I thought perhaps Miss Thompson would have mentioned her name as coming second in the contest,' said Grace. "'She usually does, you know. But there were good reasons, and plenty, why she shouldn't this time, I suppose. And to think, Jessica, that Miriam need never have done that dreadful thing. She would probably have passed second in the class anyway, and copying the papers didn't help her one little bit.' Mrs. Gray reported Anne to be much better. She had taken some nourishing broth and gone to bed, and she was at that moment sleeping soundly. So there was no cause for anything but good cheer at the supper party. And here let us leave them around Mrs. Gray's hospitable table, for is it not better to say farewell rejoicing, so that no shadows may darken the memory we shall carry with us during the long months of separation? Before Oakdale High School welcomes her children back again, David will sail abroad with his mother and sister, Grace and Anne will set off for the country to visit Grace's grandmother, the others and their families will scatter to various summer resorts, while Mrs. Gray will seek a cool spot in the mountains. However, in the next volume, which will be entitled Grace Harlow's Sophomore Year at High School, or The Record of the Girl Chums in Work and Athletics, we shall again meet the four girls and their friends. This book, The Record of the Girl Chums in Athletics, tells of the exciting rivalries of the sophomore and junior basketball teams, culminating in a final hard-fought battle. Again, Grace Harlow distinguishes herself by her bravery and good judgment, and again Miriam Nesbitt will do her best to thwart her at every point. And we may learn what Anne Pearson did with the prize money. End of chapter 24 And end of Grace Harlow's Plebe Year at High School by Jessie Graham Flower